They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Welcome back, everybody, to Shooting the Shit with Chippa. Um, I'm here with a couple of very special guests. Uh, you might know them from the Adventure Incorporated podcast, which is a D&D podcast. Um, this is uh, Mike Ellison and Stephanie Crugnola. Hopefully I got that right. Yeah, close, close enough. Close enough? Yeah. All right. How's, how's it actually pronounced? Uh, it's Crugnola. Crugnola. I should have yeah. should asked you first. Ian is like lasagna. Anyway. Uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> um, we're off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Mike, Mike, Mike is a really close friend of mine from college. And um, Stephanie, I've never met. So uh, Stephanie, right. introduce yourself. Um, I'm Stephanie. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Oh, I mean, that's it, really. Yeah, no. that's really, that's it. <laughs> um, I, oh gosh, this is so much pressure. I don't know anything about myself. I teach high school English. Uh, I used nice. to be a figure skater. And nice. I love Shakespeare. That's perfect. Basically, where, that's it. Where are you from? Uh, so I was born in Massachusetts, grew up in Minnesota, back to Massachusetts, Rhode Island, London, Denver, and now Austin. How did, um, how did you meet this, this guy right here that I'm looking at smiling? College. Yeah. So, so uh, where in college? Uh, in Massachusetts. Yeah, Framingham, Framingham State. State. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had, so, I had forgotten about that portion of your college. Right. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Chip and I know each other from UMass Lowell. Oh, okay. Uh, the first time I went to college. I'm sitting there going, crap, do I know Stephanie? And I'm just going to make myself look like <laughs> a complete ass on yeah. the air. No, it would make yeah, sense, dude. though. I didn't, I was very anti She was at Wiffle Ball, like, all the time. Definitely not. Uh, so she was the one setting the tree on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Closer. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's why the tree never set on fire, because she wasn't actually there. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, makes sense. Because you never won. And no, that, <laughs> uh, not, not by the tree setting on fire. Correct. Right. Uh, there were plenty of wiffle ball games where I feel like I won, uh, regardless of the final score. Yeah, I think everybody always <laughs> felt like they won, regardless right. of the final score. It's usually by like how much you were bleeding. Right. Or which, how in much my case, was a lot. You know that scar? I still got that friggin' scar. Do you remember that? When we, jumped over, when we jumped over the softball um, fence on South Campus to play yes. wiffle ball, and I just took a gainer before we yes. even started playing. Yep, sure do. Uh, now I do. Oh, that sucked. Dude, like so many, so many of those stories from the UMass Little Times are, do you remember the time we jumped that fence? Do yep. you remember the time we got that scar? Do you remember the time we were naked? Right. Uh, do you remember <laughs> the time we bled all over x thing um, my, my favorite part of these stories is i'll i'll preempt my friends w- without telling them that you know because you know i i drink beer and and you know and partying <laughs> and stuff like that in college but i tell them these stories and go and this was with my straight edge friends <laughs> yeah. and they go like wait a minute what and i go no seriously not a single person in the group yeah, uh, all of this was fucking stone cold sober. Uh, stone cold sober, and they're like, "Really? You you convinced people in public to change clothes with you?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I met him after that. <laughs> she seems very proud of that. Actually, yeah, yeah, that, he got that out of his system, though. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, you know me, Chip. I like. 
some of that stuff stays in your system at least seven years. Well, the the crazy thing, <laughs> the crazy thing is my my wife is still with me, right. and she was there for all of this. Yeah, right. Wow, dude, I will like I will never forget uh, one of those shows at Fox Common where she was like, "Oh, let's chicken fight." Oh, yeah. And so Chris jumped on my shoulders, and she tried to jump on your shoulders the same way. Oh. Yep. And just, I mean, you're so tall. And oh, my God. Really not tall. No, she's four foot nine. <laughs> or <it's> 11. <laughs> and, I mean, that's like on a great day, 4'11". Like, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's tiny. Right off your back. <gasps> just splayed out uh obviously chris and i acted like we won uh, of course fights, of but course. like i it felt more like a dq uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had way too much fun she she did much better at the wheelbarrow races yes <laughs> yes uh she these were all during uh punk shows uh so there were kids trying to like have a regular punk mosh pit around us while we just kind of bogarted the whole space to do whatever we wanted. Oftentimes, Mike was dressed in a banana costume. Yeah, cool. I would have been so stressed. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been... We go to shows now, and I just stand in the very, very far back. As far back as there is And and you just laugh hysterically at Mike? Um, If I can see him. So, so that's a funny story <laughs> since, since my thing's all about tangents, um, we, in college near the end, I went to a show at a Coheed and Cambria show at the Palladium and I went with Al and Mike, I think you were already there. Like Probably. you didn't, you didn't go with me and Al and I don't think I knew you were there. So there, there's one song where like, you know, the, the whole room just goes nuts and then it breaks down and there's the dear Claudio. Oh, and I look out and Mike is on someone's shoulders in the middle of the pit pointing at me and singing it. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh cool. Mike's here. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell the story of the time we saw uh, less than Jake at the hat shell in Boston. Oh, that's a good one too. Uh, and at one point we had gotten separated and yep. then, uh, in the span of 15 seconds, I was riding you around the mosh pit. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you were carrying me like a baby. Yep. And no one knows. Like, it was like, uh, it was like smash cuts, right? Like, there was no transition between those three things. No. There were just scenes that, like, got mashed together in the editing room of all of our brains. Cool. The- the best thing about that less than Jake show at the hat shell was I had never met Al until like a year later, but I knew all of you guys and Al meets me at, I think it must've been, it was before the loon and buggy had ever played a show. So it must've just been in their dorm room. And he goes, you look really familiar. Hold on. And he goes in his room and comes out and he brings out his camera and he's going through and he's got a photo of the circle pit at the less than Jake show. And he zooms in and there's me. Like, you know, half skank, yes. like running around in the corner. He's like, is this you? <laughs> like, yeah, this, and that, that was great. But yeah. Um, so college was a good time. Right. So Chippa and I uh, were from college one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was college ah. in the middle uh, where I had to 
recover from all the shit that we did in college one. Uh, and then I was ready for college three, which is where I met Steph. So you did, hold on. So was college three grad school? No, college three was uh, years three through six of undergrad. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just, I, I can never, cause, cause I know that you kept like resetting what you were doing. Yeah. And that was cool. But I can't can't remember if you ever finished one and then just say, you know what, I want more of this crap. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, basically, by the time I got done, I was like, I never want to do this again. Uh, Take and- me far away. Right. God, it's the polar opposite of college <laughs> for me, which was not yeah. um, loud or dangerous in any way and i got done and i said i can't wait to do more of this and so you teach (laughs) yes Uh, i taught for a few years and then i went and got my uh masters and then i went back to teaching so congratulations mike you're in a master's degree sandwich right now on my screen because you're in between me and stephanie sweet what is your what's your master's in uh mechanical engineering yep (laughs) yep don't hold that against me no i just i I, swear i'm really cool hey man no i believe it i Uh, yeah i'm sitting next to an early modern english major so um (laughs) sorry master is what i mean to say the master of early modern english yes early modern english literature colon text and transmission you'd actually get along you'd probably get along with sarah really well we're all gonna have to meet sarah sarah's sarah's crazy into that stuff that's awesome books books yeah books in a fucking english the language yeah the the language you ever heard of it (laughs) (laughs) so um so you so cool now i know how you and stephanie met and now i know how the world knows that you met but both of you give me an idea of how like the road to adventure incorporated like how, how to because i'm hoping to have some of the other guys on this on at some yeah, point too, but, awesome. but how but how do you get there like i read your bios sure. and so i know a little of it but you know i'm not going to make people go google during my show so to yeah, tell, no, that's fair um, to, to tell, so it's just an interesting thing because when i started reading i'm like wow people did like improv comedy and it's like that that makes complete sense to do a D podcast that's hilarious <laughs> but yeah. but how do you how, how do you get there so basically uh, a buddy of ours was having a pretty tough time. Uh, and so I hit up uh, our DM, Anthony, and I was like, hey, dude, uh, we need to do like a Skype show or like a Skype D&D game. Uh, uh, so, you, so you guys already had a D&D game going? No. Uh, oh, so, okay. Because you, you, I also refer to my friend who's our DM as our DM like all the time, even, even in the group of friends. I wasn't sure right. if you were like, oh, we were already playing. And I just told him, okay, cool. No, yeah. Uh, so Stepping Anthony, back. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony's a buddy of ours. Uh, and so I hit him up one day and I was like, hey, man, uh, you know, we got, we got a pal who's going through a tough time. So I can't physically be there because I'm in Austin. Uh, you can't physically be there because you're north of Portland, Maine. Right? Jesus. Uh, but I want to play a game of D&D with him to like lift his spirits a little. He's kind of, he's homebound. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Like we gotta, we gotta do something for him. And so Anthony goes, I'm only doing it if 
it's all of the old improv crew. Uh, so we were all in improv in college together. Uh, including, including Stephanie. Yes. So all you mean everybody on the show. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Uh, and so we all did improv together and he was like, that's the only crew that I would play uh, a, a game with on the internet uh, is like the people that I care most about from college. Because uh, it's an investment of time, right? Right. <laughs> and he's like, but you know our fucking friends. <laughs> They're never going to make it a commitment unless we're doing something with it. And so he goes, let me think on it. And like, I don't hear from him for months. And meantime, uh, I'm listening to the Adventure Zone, uh, yep. the, the McElroy boys, uh, yep. their show. And Anthony is also listening to the McElroy boys show. Uh, and so we're talking with each other and he's like, this is the way that we could do this is we could do a D and D show. And that would force people to show up because they would have to record. Yeah. And he goes, I mean, ultimately it's just going to be a game for us anyway, but we don't need to tell them that. And so, like, what was your, like? Uh, so, we were all friends in college. Um, we all did improv together. Mike and I dated in college and then weren't dating anymore. And um, so we were all kind of, like, friends for the seven years in between, but not, like, friends that I would expect to get a random message that says, Hey, do you want to be part of our D and D podcast? I had never, <laughs> I had never played D and D before in my life. I had never heard a game of D and D or seen it or experienced it. Like my knowledge of D and D was, uh, Doritos and fucking Mountain Dew in mom's basement. Like that's right. The yeah. only idea of it that I had. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> do I? <laughs> so it's so random to hear from Mike and uh like we you know we chatted we were friends but it was a very like out of the blue message to get. Um but it was great because these are all people that I really cared about and really missed being active friends with because we were all over the country. Um and so I was like sure cool and I am really bad at game rules. I have some sort of processing issue that I can't understand them. I, like I'll read them and I'll read the same sentence over and over and over again. And I can't, I don't know what it said um, when it comes to rules and menus. So <laughs> I, I um, started. It sounds like there's a story there. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, just, the way Mike just giggled rules and menus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like a, a wall of work. gum chicken. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, routinely, if I know we're going someplace that she hasn't been, I will send her the menu ahead of time uh, so that she can look it over and be prepared. Like, like little study. bits at a time. Right. This, is, this, is, this feels so familiar to me. <laughs> well, cause, especially because in Austin, everything is like a truck or mm -hmm. you, yeah, st right. you stand in a line and you wait and then you get up to the front of the line and then you order. And then you put on the spot. Right. Mm -hmm. I I get it. That and anyone that has any sort of social anxiety or anything like that just shuts off. I, right. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> there needs to be prep work done for like 
right at least 50 percent of the population right and yeah so, at least <laughs> and so that's the uh that's the giggle behind it all is knowing like oh we're going to breakfast two days from now <laughs> let me shoot you over the link to their like facebook menu or whatever right yeah. no that's awesome um, hey, I didn't, also, didn't mean to interrupt that. No, no you're good. It just, uh, we started playing and I kind of figured it out as I, you've heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, what I was doing. No, and I, no and it's, it's, it's cool. Cause I, I like, I like that about it. You know, I was, I, I think I've listened to straight through the first 30 episodes is about as far as I got. And then my phone in my car, I mean, and I was listening to them every week and now I just decided after missing a bunch that I just started at episode like 140 and I'm like, I'm just going to jump in here and yeah. see where my friends are at Perfect. and I'll catch up if I have to, cause it's fantastic. But, um, the thing that kind of broke me is when I got into you guys, I hadn't been podcasting yet. I had been on other people's shows. So, so I got into the, you know, my brother got me into it. He set me up with a Patreon. So then I went and found Anthony's Patreon. And the craziest thing is I had figured he or somebody in this group had just been doing this forever because of how professional it all sounds. And I know, and again, just having not done podcasting and realized how, you know, just getting people with a good rapport is 90% of the game. Right. Then I sat there and I'm like, man, you know, it, it just, it amazed me. And then I looked and I'm like, oh, I got to become a patron of this guy because I saw there weren't a ton of patrons. Right. I mean, yeah. you guys are doing all right, but I'm like, they, they should have way more than this. Aww. You know, no, I mean, no, I mean that it's not just cause you're on here. I, I, and pass that back to him. It's like, I've, I've turned a lot of people onto it. They think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, I, um, I, uh, the, uh, the white American thing, I, <laughs> oh I God. nearly crashed my car. I laughed so hard at that. People are drinking those. They're I know. I, I, I actually tried right. one. Oh I, my I, God. It's you disgusting. No. It's disgusting. Why? <laughs> I was actually going to drink it while on the air with you tonight. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, just to make you, it's the fucking grossest thing in the world. Oh and God, it's, the, it's terrible. It's the funniest damn joke because it, one it's it's a great piece of improv like it just broke me you know what i mean because it because it's just so totally you but all i could picture after you said it was the uh, milkshake challenge right i was gonna say like so much of the shit that we that like Gibetto specifically does is based on like dumb shit that we used to do in college right like, uh-huh how do I apply these like past experiences that either me, you, PRC, Al, whoever has had into this group dynamic and see what happens with it. Right. Um, like, yeah, we just, the white American was a thing that Chris and I used to try to get people to drink at parties. In oh, I, I oh, see. You call that's it even that? funnier. Yeah. That's even oh, funnier. I feel like that's cheating. Nope. I hate it. I hate it now. <laughs> Thought it was uh, thought it was I thought it was improv. I thought it was made up. Now we know he's just reusing all his old jokes. Oh, right. it's still pretty goddamn Greatest funny. Hits, well, Greatest hits. Just mail it in. Let's go. Huh. Hey, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to put. Sorry. <laughs> um. No, but uh, you know it, and and so so Stephanie, is that you know I my my wife had a had a really good time. I my wife and I we had never played D and D before, and back right after college we were in a weekly game and 
I find, especially if you have a good group of people, because it's it's only as fun or as not fun as the people you're playing with. Sure. Instead of like, you know, some games where the rules are a little bit more, like the, the rules of D are big, but they're very forgiving. Yeah. If if you have the right person running the game, right. whereas you know if you're playing you know some like really intense card or tabletop board game with someone, no, the rules are the rules, and you fucked up, and people <laughs> get into arguments over it. Yeah. So I, I found that it for a novice, it's a lot easier to jump in because the DM does so much of the work or can do so much of the work for you. Like, yeah. oh no, this is how you do that. But but God, I can't imagine playing it remotely for the first time. <laughs> Well, we didn't have we didn't have video either, so it was all it was all audio. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah for the first year or so, uh, because Anthony lives north of Portland, Maine, uh, which, as you know, as a New Englander, there basically I'm saying, Anthony lives in a hut. There be dragons there, right? Yeah, uh, they bring the internet to him once weekly in a cart. No, it's it's on a crank, right? He's yeah. Gonna- <laughs> Uh, if he stops hand cranking, uh, he loses connection. Right? <laughs> right, right, and at that point, it's only twenty eight eight anyway. Right. So, so like the idea of doing video, he was like, "I can't do that because it will slow down my internet to the point that I can't like." I'm serious. It's it's kind of blowing my mind to hear all of this because from from the beginning, you know, I think there were episodes and maybe that first ten or twenty where on one of them, I think he had to go to the backup audio. And he was right. so apologetic for how it sounded. And I'm like, this show sounds great, like all the time. <laughs> so is that where the, the journal idea came from? Because um, it was your first time playing through? I don't, I don't think it was necessarily that as like, I am a note taker. Yeah. Uh, just I have to write everything down because that's the kind of weirdo I am. Um, I just like having that extra thing to do to write um to take notes as things are happening yeah Uh, and i think that uh story-wise i didn't really know what i was getting into so to help keep track of of world and character because everything was so foreign to me um having notes for myself was an important thing for me to be able to keep on track just in case i like forgot everything it's the only way i can play my my character sheets are just they look like a cheat sheet for an exam (laughs) (laughs) well so yeah, I remember, I think it was one of our session zeros because we had those, right? Like the uh, the expectation setting meeting, right? And of course, the, yeah, you don't want to do that on the air. Right, and so like we had a bunch of these and Steph was like, what, like, what can I do that will help everyone that like needs to be done and nobody wants to do because like I want to, I want to contribute even though I'm not super comfortable on how to play the game. And I just offhand was like, uh, I always wish somebody would take notes in a game. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. Yes, please. Like, (laughs) because like I never take notes. No, you're, you, you, you are a shoot from the hip um, personified. Uh, (laughs) actually you know like from from fucking grade school up to like now uh like even even at work i'll go into meetings and people will be like uh you gonna take notes for this no no, uh, i'm not i'm just not (laughs) i graduated high school 15 years ago and i still have notebooks from my classes me too so okay cool good so like 
I, I you're, need... you're, you're, t- you're talking to a fellow um, crazy person yeah. as no, far I, as that's concerned. I need you lunatics because no, like... no, this is, th- I think this is why Mike and I get along so, right. so yeah. well is because parts of my personality are very similar, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, I, I need that. It, it, it's like, it's like the little like mischievous Loki on your shoulder yeah, being yeah. like, just stop thinking every once in a while, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just have it? fun. Why can't right. you just right. have fun? <laughs> but if you were just in it, yeah Hmm. what if you just let go a little bit nope you pushed it too far i mean i don't know what that means the only reason i ever went in mosh pits was because of mike because he he showed me that they could be fun because i'm i'm a big guy right me and i was an even bigger guy in college me jumping into a mosh pit at 22 years old with a bunch of 15 year olds i'm gonna hurt somebody Mm -hmm. you know so he was like no just dance have a good time dude and I'm like, oh, okay, we can do this. Great. This is, I like this way better. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, Mike has definitely um, done the same for me. <laughs> like, just do this. Stop being a baby. The old you would have. <laughs> I had a, a situation like that with, with, with Sarah, with my wife. And I, I actually don't even know if Mike was aware of this because this was after our time where we were at the Songus Arena at a Dropkick Murphys show. And they do there, you know, oh, for our last song, we're going to get every woman in the crowd to jump up on stage. And they sing Kiss Me, I'm Shitfaced, and it's hilarious and whatever. And all of her friends who, you know, are like all in the pits the whole time, you know, the, you know, girls of, you know, a foot taller than her stature, right, are not going anywhere near it. And I go, come here. And I put my arms around her and ran through the damn crowd <laughs> oh and, got her, and got her five people from the stage. And I said, okay, I can't go any closer. It's on you. And she disappeared. And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. We're, like, we're, I, just killed, I just killed my wife. I just killed my wife. I just <laughs> killed my wife. And then I see the security guy pick her up and like help her like give her one hand and help her up onto the stage and she's the only one of her friends that oh made it God, up there and awesome. i'm like yeah <laughs> that's amazing it's so outside of her comfort zone right and it made me so happy yeah. hell yeah was she um, appreciative after oh absolutely but that's she kind of peer pressure baby that's <laughs> oh it there God. it is but but we you know that was not that long ago so you know we're all in the you know early 30s Right. Of she wakes up the next day and goes, I can't walk. Mm. I am not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Dude, I constantly forget how old I am. Yeah, yeah. I I saw Thursday. They came around on like a 20th <sighs> anniversary tour. Apparently, they've been a band for 20 years. Uh, if you want to feel fucking old. If you think back on it, yeah, they have. Like, yeah, I mean, I wrote a paper on one of their songs in high school. So, like, that <laughs> makes sense. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> oh, no. And so, I went to... Shit. <laughs> I went and they played, uh, they played Full Collapse front to back. And I Oh man, so you so you went red and then forgot where you were. Right. I acted like I was 17 again. Uh I am 34. I am not 17. Uh my back reminded me the next day that I am not 17. Yep. Uh whoops. And then you and then you find out what it's like to be crippled for like a week. <laughs> yeah, it was not uh... But then you go and do it again. I was going to say, they played again two nights later, and I was there again. Uh, someone in the crowd said, you're the only person from both nights still dancing. 
I'm going to see uh, Streetlight Manifesto in December, and I am, I am 100% ready to not be moving the next day. <laughs> I took step to see Streetlight. That was a great example uh, of Mike being wherever he was in the front, and I was just chilling with the soundboard. Yeah. Yep. Hanging out, hanging out, watching. The light tech was actually phenomenal because uh, I've done like light stuff for. Oh, that's wicked cool. So like watching her live program was amazing. Also, the show was amazing. But yeah, they're an incredible. They're an incredibly good live band. Yeah, like they're they're one of my favorite live shows because they just they're out of their minds. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I feel like I really took them for granted when I lived in Massachusetts because we got to see them so often. Yeah, uh, they never toured not the East Coast. Uh, yeah, so yeah. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, they, there's a guy who's making a documentary about ska called Pick It Up, Ska in the 90s. And I'm, um, he's also making the movie about the last blockbuster. Oh, nice. And, and so um, I'm trying. by the way, was amazing. Oh, wasn't it great, dude? Oh, did you hear, the one, I, did so you hear the one I did with her son? No. I haven't the, her assistant store manager? I did that. Yeah, he's, he's pretty awesome, too. That's great. No, I loved, I loved how clearly like, cause like I've always known how much you loved Blockbuster, right? Uh, you yes. were the only 18 year old I knew with a full-time management job uh, while also going to college. Uh, that was me. Right. Uh, and, <laughs> like, it wasn't even like you were ever mad about it. No, I loved every it. Time, every time you left hanging out to go do work, you were like, no, I, I like it. And none of us understood the idea of liking work. Uh, yeah, that's still the only job I've ever liked that much. Um, it's funny. On Monday, the meeting has been upgraded by the host and now includes unlimited something or other. Woo, yeah, it's free. Now. Whatever that means. Oh, a what, gift from what, Zoom. Yeah. A gift from Zoom? Yeah, Zoom thank, gave us. We need a thank wink you, Zoom. Right. Thanks, Zoom. Hi. Yeah, we have to. We have to call. That, that's what yeah. it is. They go. Oh, we anticipate that whatever this is is going to get lots of views. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Zoom. They must be. They they must be looking at my YouTube history. <laughs> They're like, oh, he just posted something about Endgame with his brother that got a thousand views. Quick. <laughs> um, oh man. So yeah, no. The finding those those guys and them having time to talk to me and you know it, it, it's cool because that, that's why i like doing this yeah you know i can just go and kind of talk with people and people like to listen to it i, I hope you guys are having fun because I'm, I'm having a blast dude um duh but duh yeah so so okay so where so where, where the hell were we uh, we were light. we were talking about street light we were talking about how you you leave your your girlfriend all alone at concerts <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, she leaves I leave him all alone. alone. <laughs> no, I, I believe me. I know my my Sarah will do that. She'll look at me like you know, standing next to her, just dancing in a circle, and she'll go, "Okay, go ahead." <laughs> like, yeah, what, what no, are you doing? I, yeah, yeah. I can see the. Right. I can see the, like the 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 want and the need start, and I'm like, oh, "Do you want me to hold your jacket?" Every time I put my hand out to try and like get her to come with, and every time she's like. I'm just no. so well I think like, I think she I think she understands something that we never did where this could end badly for you. 
Oh, there was one time where he was crowd surfing. I'm just kidding. I was so frightened. I was. I hate crowd surfing. It makes me so nervous. I've had Mike land on my head a lot. Yeah, a lot of people don't land on their feet. But it's usually like, like I turn around and I'm like, oh, cool, it's Mike. There's, there's a sweat, there's a sweaty mic on my back. All right. <laughs> well, so like, yeah. Uh, you know, in Did college you... we used to joke, right? Like no comeuppance. Yes. Uh, and I've never felt that is more true than at a show. Uh, right. Like I've never felt more invincible like <laughs> ever than when I'm at a punk show like <laughs> it's it's weird it's weird yeah well because like, because if because if something happens people are going to help you that's the other cool thing you know they're, they're not going to leave you to die like at a hardcore show <laughs> i mean <you laughs> sorry know. a specific type like a right, hate yeah, show there's yeah. <laughs> uh, good guys um, in that scene too uh yes no me too um <laughs> so um show uh deadly class no Oh, Chippa. It's Murder High School. Set okay. Set an 80s punk soundtrack. And it's on sci-fi. And it's All right, I'm watching fucking it. fucking fun. It sounds great. Uh, there is a scene near the end of the first season where they, like, they capture a mosh pit so perfectly. Uh as far as, like, the spirit of it. Like, all the, all the people, the actors dancing in it are you know, they're actors in a mosh pit. They're not actually like doing it right. But like the the way they describe it is like perfect. Uh, That's awesome. And so highly recommended if only for that one scene. Uh no, through, dude, I'll watch it. I, I, I like recommendations. Sit through nine episodes of a of a show just for a forty second clip of a mosh pit to the adolescents. Worth it. <laughs> I, I think that sounds worth it. Hell, dude, I watched Power Rangers RPM the other day because someone told me to watch it. And you know what? It was actually pretty fucking good. <laughs> dude, it, it, have you heard of this? No. The new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show, which is still just, you know, taking yeah, yeah. the old clips of the Sentai shows, um, exists in a post-apocalyptic Mad Max-style world where the main character is like this Mad Max guy who's half robot. And it's actually filmed really well. I love that. It's so fucking weird. It's on Netflix. I watch it and I go, what's happening right now? Hell yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. why do I like this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot, actually. <laughs> um, which is weird. I've watched like four episodes of it. I, no no shame. This, is that what this episode is about now? Uh, it's just us talking about Power Rangers? No, no, no. It was just, That's it was fun. fun. No, let's so, no. No, no, we we can do another episode. We should do another show about that. No, but let, let's um. So so um, you, you were talking about as the tangent circles full. Right. Um, your it was it was Stephanie's first time playing D and D. You did the pre-recording shows, and then you know how um. I mean, this is like a hundred and fifty-nine episode show now. So right, a hundred and fifty-nine month or weeks of chaos later. Yeah. Like yeah. how um, I I can't remember because the format I feel like changed. It wasn't always, was it always three hour long episodes or did I just have that much time to spend that I didn't pay attention? No, so we have always released about an hour at least every week. Yes. Uh, we try to do between an hour and an hour and a half. That's my format too. We hit 
we have hit a couple giant size episodes, you know, like uh, the old X-Men uh, yep. giant size issues once a year or so. Um, like our, our yearly finale episodes tend to be longer. Uh, yeah. Because we kind of want to give that like end beat, right? Uh, Anthony is really good at setting up arcs that mm-hmm. take... Oh, dude, his his hosting is insane. He's just got the right voice for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his you know his what I mean. So good, and his like uh, his ability to craft a story that takes fucking. He goes at our session zero. He goes, "This is a five year arc." Just yeah. so you know. Yeah, that was like playing with my buddy Paul. And He's like, so I've got this book. And he, I'm like, what the <laughs> shit? Because <Right. laughs> I just anticipate this taking five years to get through uh, what I have in my head. Um, give or take a little bit. So it's five years season one? Yeah. Yes. Which <laughs> that's that's me, what I figured. I'm like, I don't even know if I like playing this. Like, I, okay. Right. Commit to five okay. years doing I, this thing you've and never I did. done. I did commit to five years doing this thing I had never done, and I love it. See, that that's what I was hoping to hear. I had not heard you say that quite yet. I get <laughs> yeah, no, I get, don't get me wrong. I, lo- I love I get, it. I get the feeling from, you know, l- listening through the show, like, like Mike, you know, your character just dove in because that's what you do. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I, but it was, it was listening to you now that you mentioned that you weren't comfortable with it at first, it makes even more sense listening to your character become more confident. Like as those first few episodes went down of like, Oh wait, she's pulling out some crazy shit now. Like you get all, instead of it being like, okay, I'm still learning. And I like that. I love listening to people learn because I learned recently too. So it's like, I was just at um, PAX East and I got pulled into a one-off game at Dwarven Forge. Have you seen the shit that Dwarven Forge makes? unbelievable and so we got to play on like with their craft their crafter the guy that builds the stuff was the dm for the game we played and i'm like that's awesome and he was he he was an anthony level dm he's you know all the voices all the he just he it more like see you know what i mean like it just the world that was all computery oh sorry where did i stop talking uh, he was Anthony level DM. Yeah. Oh, he was, and you, you could just, it transported me out of where I was like, you know, yeah. someone with, someone with pen and paper can do that. But you know, there's something about like in, in the actual dungeon with like, you know, the light up flames on the wall and the right. traps. Yeah. And I'm like, now I can actually see. And, and it was awesome. That's so it was cool. awesome. Very I've always cool. wanted to see. Uh, like the really complex Dwarven Forge stuff in person. Right? It was unbelievable. Like it's just, it's so bananas. And the way the like pieces like move out of the way so that you can like explore different sections of it or whatever. Like, oh, I want so that. Cool. I want to play like that because I have, I have trouble visualizing. Um, so like, I think that's part of the notes too have helped me with that just to keep record of it. But like, right. Uh, it's tough for me to, yeah, I don't know. Just that visualization of it. So like playing with actual uh, castles or whatever would be really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, we play in another game weekly uh, where the Jesus, DM, the DM <laughs> uses uh, mats, like play mats. Yep. Like draws yep. 
draws out on. Um, it makes battle much easier. But also, like, playing a sorcerer is really great because I don't ever have to move or do anything. Right, you don't have to... As far away as possible and just pew, 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 pew. Until you get into that crazy battle they have you guys in on the current arc. Yeah. Where I'm like, the frustration in the, oh, they're still two football fields away? Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me move. I love. I heard that from Mike so many times. So I'm gonna run and stab that guy. You, you mean the the two guys that are actually close to you, not the guy you're trying. Right. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. I mean, so Anthony set up that massive battle because he was like, "Okay, um, when was the last time we actually rolled dice on this show?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and all of us were like, "You know, I don't fucking remember." Like, and he goes, "Okay, cool." Uh, and that's all he like mentioned. And then three weeks later, he's like, great. Uh, this is episode one of a two episode battle. Uh, the second episode will be three hours. So like, (laughs) wow. So basically he had like planned out all of this drama to like coincide into this massive, massive battle. But like, listening to players play a battle can be really fucking boring. Yes, it can. And so he's like, okay, like for a player, it's super fun to have a long combat for a listener. It's hell. And so he's like, how do I marry those two things together? And so he built this like whole structure behind the scenes of how this war was going to play out and like different mechanics for the war where we would be like interspersing bits of action round by round into the actual character stuff. Right. Right. The flavor of this war. I, I, I always like how he it's, it's not leading because some DMS lead and they lead and it's obvious with him. It's like the choices that I hear him give you guys is always very, it gives you an opportunity to improv and be characterly. Like, okay. So you guys are entering the battle. Like, how are you entering the battle? It's like, we're going to stand at each other's backs, like in the freaking Avengers and the camera is just going to sweep around us. I remember and he goes camera. Yeah. The camera is going to sweep around us. <laughs> yeah. just like, All right, this is awesome. Yep. Right. Cause like, <laughs> Uh, there was my favorite Anthony going with the flow moment, uh, has to have been, we fought a, a corrupted angel. Um, I've, I've listened to this one and Rob, our Druid says, yeah. And I push him into the popcorn cart and Anthony goes, yeah, all right. And the popcorn goes fucking everywhere. And like, that's when you know, you have the best DM, right? Right. <laughs> we're in the middle like our whole show is this clearly like high fantasy world with castles and moats and horse-drawn carriages and popcorn carts right and a fucking popcorn cart in the middle of a monastery we we had in in my buddy steve's game he had this um he had this like ale house or like inn that we always ended up at. And the very first time he goes, you start at the end of the seven chimneys. And every time we'd get lost, you know, in the game, or it'd be like a long time, he goes, and, and you guys awake and the dust settles. And in front of you is an inn that looks very familiar, except 
Now it's the end of six chimneys. You're unsure of what's happened here. <laughs> and it's just like, it was always a lot of fun. He's like, and, and then you look in the sky and count three chimneys. Oh God, what happened to these poor people? <laughs> uh, my favorite Anthony go with the flow. My favorite kind of like move like that is that one of our main characters, our main NPCs was basically born out of bullying Anthony. Yeah. Um, because we had needed some random person with uh Detect, uh, detect magic, magic yeah. uh, to check our rooms or whatever. So this guy comes in, says it's great or whatever, and goes to leave. And well, what's his name? What's his last name? What does he do? Who is he here? What is? And he is, I think, one of our top three NPCs. Easily, yeah. He he might be. I mean, he's definitely a listener favorite because the listeners <laughs> all know that like we just invented him out of whole cloth. Yep. Um, and forced Anthony to bring him back time and time again. Yeah. Uh, until finally he was like, fine, fuckers. If he's that important to you, uh, he's going to be that important to the story. Fuck you. Deal with it. Like, <laughs> and now this is going to go on for seven years because you're right. going to go back to his hometown and, <laughs> and learn all about his family for a month. Oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> we his did parents, his parents. His yep. parents run a cult that my parents joined. <laughs> What a dick. Yep. He didn't uh, exist before. <laughs> oh, what has science done? <laughs> yeah, you know, we made it. We, we, we did all this work to create Clyde Harper, but did we ever think if we should? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and, now, and now Jeff Goldblum is in the show. Right. <laughs> okay. Why not? Cool. No. Yep, I'm in. Keep your pants on. Me stuff. too. <laughs> and he won't be and he won't be wearing a shirt and there'll be a constant stream of oil pouring all over yeah. his chest. <laughs> Dude, Jeff did you, just isn't thick enough for me. Did you, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I feel you there. Um, I just want him to have a little you know. Oh, I mean I I think <laughs> I, I, I think that did it for Stephanie for the night. She's all set now. <laughs> Woohoo, Jeff Goldblum. No, so see, I had never seen Jurassic Park on a big screen because it came out when I was like eight. Sure. And my, and my mother was going to take me and my brother, and we, I had heard it was so scary I didn't want to go. So, so I never got to see it. So um, we had only seen it on video after that. So when the 3D one came out, it was awesome to see it. But, man, 3D Jeff Goldblum chest just heaving yeah. at the screen. Oh, I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> Dude, he was swole when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, oh, you guys have a dog. Yeah, we've got a sixty-pound sweet baby. Uh, That's awesome. Oh, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hero. That's awesome. Named after hero protagonist from Snow Crash. Absolutely, one of my favorite books. Same. Have you ever listened to the uh, the audio book of it? It's fantastic. No, is it good? I bet. It's yeah, good. it's it's real good. That rules. That's yeah. such a freaking good book. But I wasn't expecting to hear Snow Crash come up tonight. Holy crap. We were making a joke yesterday about if they ever adapt that into a movie, if they have to like beat Robert Rodriguez away from wanting to direct it because it involves underage girls. And um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that was just a terrible, terrible thing. Also, I think they have to go back in time to get Keanu from like in between Point Break and The Matrix. Like, that's right, like, the only person I can picture playing Hero Patragna. How, how did a book written in 1982 predict the massively multiplayer online RPG world? Right. What? 
Oh, what a great book. Oh, what a great book. <sighs> it's, it really is. I, I recommend it to everybody because somebody recommended it to me like two years ago. And I'm like, why have I never read this? I bought it for Steph for Christmas one year. Did she read it? Look at her face. I can't That's see her no. face. I, That's a no. Oh, there she is. Uh, she was looking the other way. Christmas, uh, but I sent it to her. I don't. I know. I'll check my Amazon orders later because I know I sent it to you. <laughs> it's just still sitting there. <laughs> right. Yeah. In, <laughs> in Providence, Rhode Island, like in a in a post office box, just waiting to be picked up. Gathering right. Dust. One right. ear drips from the corner of the book's eye. So you had said. So you guys weren't weren't together when you started doing this podcast again. It's true. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. There's nothing like it. Just so. So were you, Steph? Were you in Texas? Where Where were you when you guys started recording? I was in Providence. Wow. Yeah. And so how long had you guys been doing the show before you ended up back in, or what did, did you end up in Austin? Like what happened? So I, yeah. So I did a year of the show in Providence, a year of the show in Denver. And now I've done a year of the show in Austin. <laughs> Jesus. The show's been on for three years. Three yeah, time I'm... zones, baby. Yeah. We haven't missed a week. 159 episodes mm -hmm. divided by 52. Right. So I've been, I've been doing mine for two years. Wow. Yeah. It's this crazy. will be the 67th podcast I've done. Woo. That's pretty cool. That, that is, is amazing. Cool. Yeah. Feels good, right? Like, it feels awesome. Yeah. And this is, this is a good one. I like this because this is super relaxed and I'm getting to catch up with people. And if people don't want to listen to it, I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, D and D. What was it? Two years ago. Um. Yeah, right. Yeah. Two years ago this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I was going home for Easter, uh, and I flew into Boston, but was flying out of Providence because it was cheaper. Um, and so we were talking about it in recording one night, and Steph goes, "Oh, well, just like come crash." at my place i'll blow up the air mattress like you can hang out uh and i was like yeah okay for context i live 15 minutes away from the providence airport and Mike's house is three hours away from the providence airport and his flight was at 7 a.m it was a completely practical uh practically motivated you know the more you say <laughs> it, i was about to say because to me because to me come on over i'll blow up the air mattress sounds like a pickup line Right? That's what I'm trying no, to I, say. I no, I'm just fucking blew up around. The mattress and he has not stopped giving me shit for it for two years. It's true. It's true. It's all true. Uh, he so, walks in and he's like, you, there, yep, you blew up the air you. mattress. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but so. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen him in like three years. At least. At least. Uh, Maybe more. <laughs> so the like the the plan is that we'll meet at this bar in downtown downtown providence um for a guy who doesn't drink i fucking love hanging out at bars so that was going to be something i've i've noticed <laughs> since you leaving that i started getting worried not that not that i care because you're my friend you could do what you want but i started seeing pictures of you in bars a lot 
and I'm always like, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. did, did, could not, not that, like, did, did somebody force Mike to break? I'll kill him. <laughs> Hell no, edge till death, baby. But, like, I just, I love hanging out at bars. I like, uh, I like the atmosphere at a bar. Uh, and I think this has always been true for all of us that didn't drink. Uh, we, I have always liked it when people have had a couple of drinks, uh, cause then they're more on my level as far as like willingness to do stupid shit. I get what you mean. You, you already come with the loosened up bug, right? You've already yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> I just, I want everybody else to be having as good a time as I'm having. <laughs> right. It just so happens that that usually happens at a bar. Well, uh, for instance, I, I have found that I can't drink at shows. Sure. Because it, I don't need it. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm already, like, I want to be able to jump around. Like, this is going to stop me from doing that. Yeah, like, <laughs> See, and I'm at least one drink before a show so right. that I can be there. <laughs> Which, which I get as well. Right. I, I get that. But yeah, so like uh, we meet up at this bar downtown and she walks in the door and I'm just like, fuck. Oh my God. It's a monster. Yeah, right. No, uh, very <laughs> much the opposite. And like I just, everything from college like hit me again all at once and i was just like well great uh i'm screwed i have a huge crush on this person i do this show with i'm gonna ruin this show because i'm definitely gonna try to make out with this girl tonight. <laughs> well, well we if, started... if you if you ever do ruin the show i'll only ever call you yoko mike <laughs> perfect <laughs> That's what I had. when we started dating again anthony was like just don't ruin my show oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't care what you do just don't ruin my show oh i think it'd be hilarious dude it's like all of a sudden genevera and gemino are just awful to each other <laughs> like what the fuck what, what's going on yeah <laughs> nah it was uh yeah it was a very much like just immediately for sure new that's um, awesome and now you guys own a house yeah yeah <laughs> uh so basically for the next year it was like okay cool uh you're gonna move to denver great uh denver and austin isn't crazy far no uh so we flew back and forth to each other for holy shit a full year yep uh this is um, a great story <laughs> like once it's a it's, month. it's funny because it, it, not that it's just, you know, when, when you talk to a friend, it, it's so good that we're all growing up. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah. It's just funny. And, and, I, and I think it's awesome to hear such a, you know, Mike Ellison settled down, man. It <laughs> makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Not that, not that you ever weren't settled down. I just think you move a little too quick for some people. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, I think as uh, time has gone on, I've slowed down a little bit. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, we were at a point where it was like, okay, cool. Let's be, let's both be functioning adults. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So yeah. what are, so, um, you know, we can get back into the D and D thing, but what are you both doing in Austin? Like what, what, Mike, what are you doing for work? So I, I work for a company called home away. Uh, yeah. Or vacation rental website. Uh, yeah. Verbo is the other, uh, like brand that we own. Um, and we like, basically if you have a second home, uh, you can rent it on the site to people who are coming to travel. Oh, all right. Uh, so it's like Airbnb, but for like full houses. Right. Um, and so we actually just booked a place for Dragon Con uh, on our site. Uh, so we're super excited mm-hmm. to head down to Atlanta. Um, oh, that's awesome. So you're going to Dragon Con. That's great. Yeah, it's going to be super are, good. Are, are, is everybody from, from the, the collective whole, going? Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole cast is going. We're hoping Holy to get a couple. shit. Hoping to get a couple of panels. Um, we got a big feud with the dudes over at Botched Podcast. Uh, they're another actual play podcast, but they, you know, suck. Uh, <laughs> don't, love them. don't listen to no, them. No, we love them. Uh, don't also donate to their Patreon because they definitely <laughs> suck and we definitely <laughs> hate them and feels the fucking worst. Oh, gosh. So I, I, Mike, jokes make me so sad. <laughs> Mike, see, I know Mike so well that I know exactly what he's saying and it's the polar opposite <laughs> of what he's know. saying. I think it's, <laughs> Because because yeah. I just because I just saw you guys posting all about how awesome Botch Podcast that, is. No, that's not us. Somebody hacked us. <laughs> we got hacked. It's a uh, reset your Twitter passwords, everybody. There's a hacking going on, and it's and it's only going after the Adventure Incorporated it's podcast. Super weird. It's really it's really targeted. Uh, if you follow Adventure Incorporated, make sure you unfollow Botched. Uh, <laughs> And definitely don't go to their panels, but come to ours and hold up signs about how much better we are than <laughs> Phil, especially. No, we uh, love Phil. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, like we, so our plan right now, we submitted a ton of panel ideas. Uh, we've got our fingers crossed that a couple of them will land. And if not, we're just going to do the shit that we used to do at other people's shows and make it all about us anyway. Like we're gonna crash the lobby with like portable speakers, and we're gonna do our own show in the lobby. Uh, so either way, go um, and check us out. Also, we're gonna go to like different game stores in the area and different bars, and like put on live shows in in Atlanta. Um, I think this is awesome. So if anybody listens to your show and is in Atlanta and happens to own a game store or manage one and wants Adventure Incorporated podcast to come do a live show at their, at their place, uh, hit us up on the Twitter or the Facebook um, or text me, 512-920-8402. Oh, oh, uh, we can make this happen. This is totally Mike. <laughs> <laughs> My social security number right. is, <laughs> is boobs, 800 <laughs> Eight zero zero eight Leet fourteen. What? Pen 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 fifteen. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's my. That's that's my password. Everything right. (laughs) Oh man. Oh boy. Oh, that's awesome. You're going to Dragon Con. I am. I've been trying to pitch, um, because my brother goes to Aresia, and packs every year. Sure. So I've been trying to um work out for next year with him to try to do a live taping of the tangent as a panel. Hell yeah. 
Um, and I'm, and I'm also trying to do in Salem, mass where, um, was the first blockbuster I worked at everybody that I worked with at that store still lives around here and they've all been on my show. So I'm trying, so I'm trying to do a live panel style taping of an episode and pitch it that come see your blockbuster staff. I love that. That would be so great. So, so I've got a couple of places interested, a couple of local comic shops and stuff to try That's to get some so sponsorship. Cute. So we'll see if it works. It's funny that like, cause when we were growing up, right. Uh, Blockbuster was ubiquitous. Yes. Uh, and then we became like, we got to college and everyone was like, fuck Blockbuster, go to indie movies right. only. And now Blockbuster is having this like resurgence as like uh, a memory Hipster, of a lost yeah. time. Or what, yeah, yeah. Like, well, the best thing about it is after talking to Sandy out at Blockbuster in Oregon, they were always a franchise store. So they were right. always a mom and pop anyway. So it's great that the mom and pop one is the last one. Yes. You know, yes. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool bit of history uh, also. I thought that was really interesting because like... Did, so I've got an episode coming out. That you talk about the indie stores. To, to give a quick plug to that, because I'm thinking about it, with the guys at Scarecrow Video. Have you ever heard of Scarecrow Video? No. So they're a video store in Seattle that is now the National Archive. They're a nonprofit for physical media. They have 140,000 VHS, oh DVD, God. Blu-ray, and Laserdisc for rent. That's and they're in And their entire shtick is they want to bring it out into the community. So they do like live screening nights at local theaters and coffee shops and bring, you know, obscure movies that they might have the last copy of, you know, That's they, so cool. they actually have more titles than the library of Congress has on record. That's so cool. Um, and so I had a guy from there on to someone just on Twitter went, you should talk to this guy. And he came on the show and it was, it, it, that's going to be a great show. It's, it's the, cool. yeah. Um, so that's really cool. You should hit up. I love video. Uh, they're an Austin independent video rental store. Uh, apparently, the largest video store in the world. Oh, so please send send me that so I remember it because yeah, sure. it's 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 one in the morning for me, so I'm <laughs> I I won't remember that. But please send yeah. that to me. Uh, it's actually out, it's like connected to the Improv Theater that uh, I. Oh, then I have to talk to them. Yeah. So, so uh, not, not to go back in time, tell me a little bit about the improv stuff. Yeah. So when I got to Framingham State, uh, I, I was feeling really dis- disconnected from y'all, right? Like uh, y'all were getting, you, you were all in that point where like, okay, we're either graduating or we are in our senior year and like shit is getting serious. And I mean, everybody but Chris, right? Like Chris was still running around with his pants off. Uh, like he still does. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say he is nearing forty. Uh, Dude, the video he showed, the video he showed at the post Thanksgiving at Mike's house this year, which was supposed to be a more family friendly one because everyone's right. kids were there, had at least seven pictures of you and him with your pants off in it. <laughs> it's like I tried. Right. <laughs> like, hey. Were they just pants off or were they full on butts? It was just yeah, full butts. Okay, I was gonna. It was say, full butts. I was gonna say there are plenty of pictures of us in our underwear. I mean, no, no, no. It was full butts. Full butts, great. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so like, y'all were on this like 
different wavelength than I was at yet, right? And so uh, at Framingham, the kids that had the most fun were the theater kids. And like, I think that's pretty much true in most every other place, right? It's either the punks or the theater kids are having the most fun. And they're usually the same group. Right. In any given area, they're typically the same and also having the most fun. And so uh, there were very few punks at Framingham State College. Uh, (laughs) No. I know. Crazy. Uh, Not a whole lot of punk rockers hanging out at the Natick Collection. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Turns out nobody wants to go to a school of three thousand to, uh, you know, overthrow the system. Nope. Um, and so we're 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 in a small town, which is a city now. That's yep. right. Birmingham's yep. a city now. We're 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 in a small town that just kind of works, and everybody's happy. Down with the system. Right. <laughs> and so uh, I met up with the like the theater club and all the cool kids in theater <laughs> were doing improv uh everyone that else is true I, it's something yeah. it's something i've always wanted to do actually which Dude, is why i'm asking questions about honest it to God, do it uh it like the stuff that you learn in improv is all the shit that like we've all been yelling at each other and ourselves <laughs> and our friends for years like just shut up stop thinking about it and say yes <laughs> is like the core tenet of everything right it's like well and like let's see where this goes right and it's <laughs> and it's that being able to change direction and just do whatever needs to be done in whatever moment and like respond naturally and respond sincerely and uh teaching for the last 10 years there i, I have had no better training for teaching than improv well, I was going to say, because um, improv makes complete sense to me for Mike. Sure. Because it, I, I mean, outside of, you know, honing the craft and, you know, figuring out, okay, what's funny for everybody and not just funny for me. is, is a, <laughs> But, but, no, but that, that's a different thing. But, you know, I, I, just from talking to you, Stephanie, that seems like something that would have been way outside of your comfort zone. So is that sure. why you did it? Yeah. Or? Um, I did it because my friends were doing it. <laughs> um so I, uh, I was a competitive figure skater for my whole life until, oh wow, uh, you know that kind of sophomore, freshman, so- freshman sophomore year of college when I was told it was time for me to be done, um, and oh, I didn't boy. know anything besides skating, then going to school, then skating, and then you wake up the next morning and you skate, and then you go to school and then you skate. So like I had been doing that for so many years that I didn't know what to fill my time with. And theater filled that time for me. Um, So I was like, oh, theater is fun. And theater is another competitive thing that I'm going to feel terrible about myself for the next 30 years about. So (laughs) I love it. Um, (laughs) Where else can you be judged so harshly about things that you have no control over? Yeah. (laughs) 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 The other place. Um, So I just did as much as I could in that theater group and I, I pushed my limits and I um, made friends and my friends started doing improv. We started the, um, the improv group at the college. So I said, cool. And we were all kind of learning it together. Um, so it was just fun and it was silly and it made me some 
forever, friends. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I attribute meeting you know mike and chris and that group of people as kind of breaking my shell open so that's why because i you know you found you find me in high school i wouldn't sing in public i wouldn't you know dance around like a jackass in public to make someone laugh i was the quiet kid you know or the i was the quiet kid or like the glue in a group of friends that was just there not really doing much just kind of like you know hanging out and um these these guys you know pointed me into no dude just have fun just have fun. Like, so I, I, I'll do karaoke now and I love it. I didn't even know That's I could crazy. sing. I didn't even know I could sing until I started going to lab shows. And then, <laughs> and, then my, and then Mike's like, get up here. You know all the words. And I'm like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Shit. And I do this now. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, so, no, so I think that's really cool um, that that whole story, like, led to a D&D podcast of all right. things. Well, so it was like... It was insane, right? Because growing up and all the way through college and like probably for three or four years after college, like D&D was the worst thing that anyone could do, right? Like you couldn't be dorkier. That was- Right, of course. And all of a sudden, I don't know, LARPing became- a thing that everyone knew about it entered the public vernacular right and so all of a sudden the pressure's off D&D and so like <laughs> us kids that play D&D in like elementary and middle school are like wait we we might we might be able to like talk about this in public <laughs> like we don't have to we don't have to whisper <laughs> um for reference on the coolness of D&D uh, the theater teacher at the school that I work at stopped me. I don't think I told you this. Stopped me uh, the other day in the parking lot. And she was like, "Oh, I just have to tell you." One of my kids came up to me and said, "You know, Miss Crignola is so cool because she plays D and D." That that right there, we won. That's what that yeah. means. Exactly, nerds won. She- fucking deal with right. it so 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 you had that high wait until you got you guys are seeing endgame tomorrow yeah. yeah wait until you sit in a theater and look around as right. as you're as you're enjoying that movie and just going holy shit like how do we keep winning how how <laughs> <laughs> no it, 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 it's really the truth it's like how how all of how am i not having to do this in some creepy freaking basement of a comic shop somewhere right. yeah. because i'm afraid i'm gonna get beat up you know what I mean? Like the difference between just the like the first Spider-Man movie that came out when I was 17, right? And the hype for fucking Captain Marvel. Like the hype for Black Panther. Fucking, I remember I remember taking the hype for fucking Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> like, I remember leaving school early to go see Spider-Man with my friend Jared dude, and and being yes. and being and being called, you know, a, a faggot. I'll just say it flat yeah. out for going and, and I hate that word for going to see a superhero movie. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> yes. number one, who gives a shit if I am? And number two, like what the hell i mean like half my kids were dismissed at 10 a.m today so that they could go see endgame ah, and the other yes. half was pissed about it <laughs> so my brother got me into the critic screening on tuesday at two in the afternoon yeah. so i told work i'm leaving at one in the afternoon and my and my boss goes are you going to see endgame <laughs> and i was like yeah and he goes awesome <laughs> yeah, right. i love that so i have to admit that i didn't i wasn't in 
the Marvel universe. I had seen like the first Iron Man or whatever. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I lose track of a lot of pop, pop culture stuff, movies, because yep. I don't like going to a movie theater that much. Um, so noise, public, you know. Um, I get it. I love punk shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just hadn't seen any of them. And I had friends in Denver who wanted to go see Black Panther. So I was like, I can't say no to friends right now because I have three. Um, and we went and I, I went home and I told Mike, I like, I was like, I need to watch all of them, yeah. I everything because it was so good. And also in the post credit scene, when everyone was like, <gasps> I was like, I don't get it. And I hate being left out. So <laughs> I... it's, it's amazing how well oiled. <laughs> They've made that where they oh get they they yeah. get the general public to go. I want to understand now. Mm -hmm. um, we watched in the next like month and a half. We watched all of the holy shit movies, and then we saw Infinity Dude, War. Uh, she is downplaying what we did. Uh, I was in Denver for three weeks. Four of those days, I was snowboarding. Uh, so the other sixteen days is where we watched all of the Marvel movies. No, it took, it took us like a little bit longer. Though. Watching all the movies. Oh, yeah. so I had a story because you were talking about watching them all. Yeah. Um, when we went and saw Black Panther, there were these three like elderly white women. I'll just say it flat <laughs> out with like the big hats. Yeah, yeah. All, like, and they had like, they had, we went to a little local indie theater to see it. So they had obviously, you know, just walked in and picked a movie off the list, right? And they were blown away by that this rules. movie. They were laughing and applauding and just having a great time. So they tapped my friend Tim on the shoulder at the end of the movie. And they said, that was fantastic. Are there any other movies like it? <laughs> like, not kidding. And so Tim, Tim and Corinne's faces just light right up and they go, well, um, there's actually like 19 of them. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like, so good. and they were so happy. They were like, "We want to see them all," and then I they they that. had heard of some of them but didn't know they tied in. Sure, they were like, "Oh, okay, that," and so it was it was adorable, that and they were so they were so cute. happy. <laughs> well, I am those old ladies because that's how I felt after <laughs> Black Panther. Cool, man. So, um, be, because one kid's w awoken, yeah. that means another one will wake up soon. Of course, that's just my life. Right. So, um, what I was gonna say is, um, you know. Number one, this has been awesome. Number so two, good. I'd number two, I'd like to do this more because even just skyping like this is kind of the only way that I keep up with people anymore. And I right. hate I hate that that's life now, but it's what it is. Um, what was I going to say is, um, you guys have been doing this for a long time now, uh, yeah. three years. But like from a and again, it doesn't have to be like your favorite moment. But do each of you guys have like a moment with the show that's just like something that was like either it was behind the scenes or a during thing. That's just like something super fun that you want to mention or something that just sticks with you. Um, for me, we had never played in person with each other ever before. And last year we were trying to get a spot in Portland comic con in Maine and yep. it fell through, but we had all already booked our trip and so we just went to Anthony's house um, and we recorded the year two finale at his kitchen table. 
there were snacks <laughs> there was soda it felt like a real home game D&D there were also microphones everything got recorded and it just the energy of being in the same room and playing with these people that I fucking love to death uh, and have been playing with for two years, you know, like distantly in the same room is the best thing. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, um, besides the fact that these are friends that I had in college and then just kind of lost most touch with for a few years and then just got so close to again, um, has been really great. And I think D&D has made me so much better at so many of the things that I love to do. Like, I think D&D has made me a better improviser. D&D has made me a better actor. D&D has made me a better writer. Like, all of the things that I like to do anyway, it has made me better at because it's such, and I think a lot of that is because Anthony is such an amazing storyteller that we are so part of his world. So, like, just the character commitment, um, the decisions that he makes us make and, you know, on a dime and then just being able to write short stories or write um, the journals or write anything it just has made me better at the things I love to do, which is, it was unexpected. We'll, <laughs> we'll sure. say it's that, awesome. but it's very cool. Yeah. Um, now that, that, that brings me to, to a point that I didn't even think I had, but um. Did you guys get to create your characters like a normal D&D game or did he have stats awesome? So he created the world, but you guys still get to create how you lived within it like a regular yeah. game. Yeah. And so when we started, uh, I told Anthony, I am not playing a leader. Uh, I am playing comic relief. That is it. Uh, you mis mischief the whole time. Right. I, I was just like, I refuse to be the party leader just because I like understand the game and like I know what we're trying to do. Uh, I'm just going to try and fuck it up the whole time. And he goes, that's not how it's going to happen. Like, yeah, they're going to look to you to lead them and you're going to have to. Um, and Mikey, who plays Kath, had also never played D&D &D before. Right. So really? That yeah. was two out of the five who weren't gonna know what they were doing so like and sorry, so Mike. i was trying to i was trying to pass the buck on being the leader character uh because like nobody wants to be that guy uh and so like i tried to avoid it as fucking hard as i could i was like no steph's playing the high charisma character you know mike's playing the strong willed character like rob's been playing D, D a long time josh has been playing D, D a long time and like we get there and Rob has built Raphael, basically, like from the Ninja Turtles. And so like he is never going to lead a party because he doesn't even, he barely wants to be in the party, his character, right? And like Steph's like, um, so my sorcerer is super shy and <laughs> really unsure of herself and doesn't like really want to be adventuring uh and is trying is like half has to uh <laughs> i don't think that last part is true but that's pure love right there <laughs> that, that, that. and so i'm like oh no 
I'm going to have to be the party leader. <laughs> it's so, like uh, halfway through the first like real session, I was like, oh shit, this is going to be how it's going to be. And so like my character has just decided to try to pass the buck in every situation from and the fails. Jump. Right. And yeah. he super fails. And so finally it just has to like, one day maybe he might finally accept the fact that he has to like be the guy. I remember listening back to you having to name the adventuring group. Right. Like <laughs> everyone's like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm like, fuck. Uh <laughs> the many pennies. That that that's when I knew that like this was the show for me, because I'm just like <laughs> man so stupid <laughs> yeah no exactly i was just like this is how i play D D. right like, i'm just it's, gonna say something stupid right now. it's so <laughs> dumb and so like gibetto's whole first like his first move always is terrible and so like when people back it he doesn't know what to do because it's such a bad choice like why would you do this to me so my longest running D D character was a dark elf named Gareth Gobblecock. <laughs> C-O-Q-U-E. Sure. <laughs> As it were. Gobblecock. Exactly. That's what happens when, when Gareth's around. It right, just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say, that's right in the game, um, baby. Um, no, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, wow. So this yeah, is nuts. I, it just, we, we had never... Uh, I don't think any of us really believed that it was going to last five years. I did not. Definitely did not. Uh, and here we are year three and like cannot fucking wait like to see what happens next. So. That's awesome. Neither can I. And I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> sad, I'm sad that I missed some of it. <laughs> That's, hey, the nice thing about that is that just means you've got plenty of stuff to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, that that current that that newer big battle was was crazy spicy yeah yeah, yeah. uh lots changed in the you know in the middle of those chunks there. <laughs> yeah um, yeah but we put out a yearly recap every year uh so if folks are nervous about jumping into 160 episodes uh there are three annual recaps in our like backlog of episodes. So you could just listen to those three recaps and then, you know, hop in with the newest arc and go back on your own time um, to kind of fill in those details. So it's a good way of doing stuff. I always like the recaps, um, even just the regular ones that he does from sure. time to time with like the random sound clips of you guys that yeah. are just fucking gold. Stupid shit. Yeah. I, <laughs> So it's it's the best. Um, <laughs> Chippa, this has been amazing. Thank yeah, you so thank much you for having us. Thank you guys. I am um, I'm I'm really glad and sorry we didn't make it happen the other night. Um that was kind of wacky. No, no worries. Okay. But um like I would way rather be recording on a Friday night anyway. Um, right, me too. Me too. Because <laughs> I don't have to worry about getting up in the morning. Yeah. So except to watch soccer. Uh yeah, there is that. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, so do you guys have anything out, outside of your own show that you want to, that you want to plug or do you want to plug? This is, this is your opportunity to talk to thousands of people. Um, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> um, honestly, right now, like adventure incorporated is the creative outlet that I have. Uh, 
And, so and doesn't it feel great oh my to God. have a creative outlet? It, does. it feels great to have just one, like, and right. like, focus on it and be like completely driven to like, and, have it, and have it also be something that's super fun. Right. And gets you together with your friends. Like what more could you want? Nothing, honestly. Uh, and so, uh, you know, listen to the show, hang out in our discord. Our discord mm-hmm. is super fucking fun. Um, come to dragon con and let's hang out have a couple of beers so you're loose and you can party with us and mike <laughs> will drink one root beer for every beer you drink yeah, i swear hell yeah, I will. Hell yeah, he'll do I will. it i'll go i'll go drink for drink with anybody uh, i don't give a shit my belly will be aching too <laughs> yeah well that's a lot of sugar <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um that's really all i've got stuff um, yeah, if you are in the Providence, Rhode Island area on May 26th, uh, even though I live in Texas, I still run a Shakespeare group out in New England and, um, we are doing the Merry Wives of Windsor on, uh, Sunday, May 26th at 2 PM in Slater Park. It's going to be really silly. We do a one rehearsal show. So we rehearse all day Saturday and then do the show on Sunday and we did it last year and it was brilliant. And so we're doing it again. So I, like I love that. Shakespeare has to be done in a park too. There's right. just something about it. Uh, it's also BYOB. Uh, I don't know if that's no, actually not. true. No, um, so if it is BY, if it's not, I mean, it's BYOB in like a cooler or uh, pretend you're in college and mix it with your Gatorade like back in the yeah. day. Yes. Um, it's a bring your own hidden B. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But don't it's be also, dumb. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Don't, don't get us kicked out. Uh, it's also real housewives themed. Uh, so if anybody wants to show up, uh, cosplaying some real housewives, there will be a leopard couch. uh, Will there be some tables to flip? Uh, maybe you will have to come and find out. (laughs) I don't know if that's in our budget, but there'll be a laundry basket and a leopard couch. That's as far as I've gotten. Uh, this is awesome you guys are nuts i love it (laughs) but yeah so steph will be flying out friday night uh to put on a show sunday uh, with a a rehearsal on saturday uh she'll fly home on monday and then fingers crossed we'll be flying to madrid on tuesday nice (laughs) yeah because uh the people who literally cannot slow down bought a house uh but also cannot slow down so yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say, someone with you is either going to have to already be like you in that respect <laughs> yeah. or, or catch up. <laughs> I think when I saw because your Twitter name is I Live Faster, right? Is that used to be. Uh, or, I felt like I was aim, slowing down. Maybe your aim was? Everything. everything I just remember seeing so that long. and I'm like, yeah, that's, this is obviously Mike. <laughs> <laughs> For so long, everything was I Live Faster. Now I'm on Twitter at Future X Skeleton. Uh, yes. I felt like I was getting old. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta find you so I can tag you in this when I post it. Yeah. Uh, also on the Instagrams. Um, I, I got a Fitbit recently and, or not a Fitbit, but like a smartwatch. And I've been tweeting a lot about my experiences with that. Um, <laughs> it's the first time I've ever used Twitter for anything other than like talking about the show. Uh, so it's the only you know, reason I have a Twitter is to talk about my shows. If yeah. you're a combination fitness and D&D nerd, uh, I might be a good follow for you. Otherwise, <laughs> probably ignore me. 
Cool, man. Well, um, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> so yeah. I want to thank you guys again for being on. Um, thank you for shooting the shit with Chippa, as it were. Dude, this That's has been show. great. Yeah, uh, dude, I appreciate it. And it's, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you, Stephanie. And, um, and it's, dude, it's awesome to catch up with you, Mike. Hell it's yeah, been way dog. too long. Right? Um, come visit. Uh, and we'll come uh, visit, too. You should. If, if you, that'd be awesome. Come Especially to Fantastic Fest, dog. When, when, when is that? Fantastic Fest is right in your fucking alley, too. I know what it is. When, when is it? <laughs> uh, let's see. 2019 is uh, September. Oh, yeah. You're, you have the fucking Alamo Draft House and all that shit, you lucky right. bastard. That's where we're going to see uh, oh, the then, game tomorrow. Then you'll get to see the lobby where they have um, all of the cutouts of the Avengers that are still alive at the end of Infinity War. And on a table in front of them, they have the ashes of all the ones that are dead. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to see that one because the the draft house that we're going to is a very small one. Uh, it is the Who knows? original one downtown. Uh, so that's super cool. So this this is this is the part where I plug all my crap because yeah. I want to because I want to bore you. Um, so I'm the Chippa. I do uh, um, the Chipman Brothers Tangent with my brother Movie Bob. Um, creating geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility with my wife Sarah. Um, the Talkbuster podcast, which we've talked about a bunch on this, and Shooting the Shit with Chippa, which is what you've been listening to right now. So if you like any of that, check them out. Um, I also started doing, um, the last two days, a daily video log kind of thing called Chippa in the Third Person, where um, I've been uh, just talking about whatever. The first episode was about a sense of community involving Avengers Endgame. Um, it, it, I talked about going to PAX East and like, I just said to you guys, seeing all those people standing in line and going crap, we would have never had something when we were kids or even in the, like you said, in the, when LARPing took off and all of a sudden D and D became the thing that people weren't focused on punching people over for long enough, um, <laughs> to, to, to bring us all together like that. And now, you know, they're selling out convention centers, right? right. It, it's, it's awesome. And so, uh, my, my whole shtick is positivity um and community and just you know try I, I try to be someone on twitter and on youtube that's not a jerk is basically the, the whole thing so um hell yeah thank you guys uh for shooting the shit with chippa and mike and stephanie i hope to talk to you soon and i'll i'll see um Gibetto and genevera very soon and um on monday actually yeah. new yeah. episode adventure yeah, incorporated monday. mondays we haven't yeah. missed one yet three years that's baby fucking wild right <laughs> Three years, right. six people's different schedules. I don't, no I don't even understand it. I don't understand <laughs> how I do so much either. I sit back and I go, I go, I'm now releasing a show every week. How do I do that? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I have two kids. Right? <laughs> Good job. Anyway. Bro. Proud of you. I'm proud of you guys, dude. House, house is the first step, and then all the other chaos comes afterwards. Right. Uh, all right. Cheers. Later, I'll see you guys buddy. later. Bye.